This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 18, En Prise. French title. (laughs) (laughs) And just to start it off with a couple quick announcements, uh... Like we've said before, today is the last day for you to submit your questions for post-game chatter. Uh, Get them in now, and they will make it to uh, the recording. Uh, Otherwise, you will have missed your window. Um, You can email us at fanmail at essentialnpcs.com. You can also find us on Facebook at essentialnpcs or Twitter or Instagram, all of those at Essential NPCs. And just a reminder that Series 3 is just around the bend. The Tuesday after Series 2 finishes will simply be the release of the Series 2 bloops. The bloops! Blooper reel. (laughs) Um, And then uh, the week following the Series 2 bloops uh, will be the premiere of Series 3. Uh, we're going to be playing Uncharted Worlds, so uh, you guys should check out that system. It's a pretty interesting space opera. Space, space, uh, space. More info on that to come. But we've got a pretty long episode for you guys this week. Yay! Mm. So we're going to jump right into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with the GM is about Series 2, Episode 17, The Big Picture. And with that episode, uh, we are closing in on the finale, uh, and you can feel the plot just sprinting forward. <laughs> Definitely. There's only a couple episodes left, and it feels like the pressure is on for us as players to, you know, stop whatever is happening because we don't even know what's happening yet. Yeah. It was challenging as a, as a GM to um, figure out the pacing of this section of the story because you have like, like that whole gala job, like was like three, four episodes long. And it was, you know, there's like the tension of like the social, like combat and then the actual combat in the basement. And then there's just like huge climax of like the escape from Hellion there. Um, And all of that just like, crashing down after the EMP, like, if I had kept ramping it up from there, uh, it would have burnt you guys out as players and probably just killed your characters. <laughs> um, it was very necessary for you guys to get, like, a rest and, like, a moment. Um, but I also wanted to keep on that pressure um, because, like, as you can see, like, Whitmore and Bryn are panicking uh, with how unprepared they are for Hellion to be, you know, going public mm-hmm. um, and uh, sprinkle in other things like the the consequences of that night with uh, the news coming out. <laughs> that Kashmir and Boomer are terrorists. Yes, and Spot is a wanted terrorist. Oh, no, called. Spot. He's so evil. Uh, but, uh, you know, like hitting, hitting you guys with those consequences and having uh, your employers in this kind of like cold sweat panic um, and not sure what to do and just being like, you guys help us figure this out. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, go 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 to Beatrix's place. See if you can find out what Hellion 
stole from her, that kind of thing. Yeah, but it wasn't, um, it, we definitely got a rest and we needed it or at least mouse needed it. Um, (laughs) but it also was purposeful. So it didn't feel like it was like, okay, let's pause for an episode. It felt like, okay, we need to ramp things down because we need to take stock of what we know and what we have. Yeah, well, it almost feels like, oh, you know, you can feel the plot is still, like, charging forward, you know, and you know Hellion's acting out there in quick speed, so you know you guys have to confront him soon or he'll, you know, complete whatever it is he's doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's more like a, a calm before the storm, a, a, a mustering of resources uh, before you, you know, you charge out there and try to stop the big bad. Yeah, I hope he's the big bad because if he's not, if there's something bigger and badder out there, I do not, <laughs> I do not want to deal with it. Um, but in the interest of time, uh, because we've got a long episode coming up, what was your favorite part? Uh, as a as a GM, uh, I I do love those uh, episodes where you just get to drop a ton of backstory and exposition on the players. Yeah, you definitely dropped like a giant knowledge bomb on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whitmore had a lot of stuff to tell you guys. First, that you were terrorists, and then that uh, you know uh, what happened with him and his old team, and then you know set you guys up for the next job and, uh, you know, he's sending Bryn off to go investigate other stuff while you guys investigate, you know, Beatrix. And, uh, there was just a lot that had to get, uh, pushed through there. And, um, a lot of that backstory, like I had plotted out like at the beginning of this campaign and I've just been waiting. I've had those pages typed up, like just waiting to tell you guys. Uh, so it's always nice when you get to like, key in the players on like what you've had planned for them and it's like all this happened i'm so excited to tell you now i can finally tell you yeah it's definitely one of those one of the better moments as a gm where you are sitting there and you're watching like everyone else watch you with rapt attention uh yeah and then uh i guess sub clause b uh, (laughs) uh favorite part is uh just a quick tip of the hat to the uh uh, to with it being this kind of downtime, I was able to uh, uh, present some more uh, fun role playing and character choice options, uh, namely with uh, bombarding Cashmere with a bunch of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that was fun. Uh, so I'm I'm a, I'm excited to see how those kind of uh, how those decisions play out uh, in the future. Yeah, I want to know what that was all about. What about you? What was your favorite part? My favorite part was uh, the hub and getting to use it. Ah, the um, hub is pretty cool. Yeah, the the hub is such a cool concept because you're, um, as a decker, you've got pretty much the world at your fingertips, but there's a lot of hoops to jump through. And with the hub, it's just like you power on and you're just there. And you of course, it takes like <laughs> it takes like you know a lot of time to do things, but you don't realize it. So that's exciting and a little scary. It's a, it's a good plot device for speeding up a uh, hacking base like we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. And it was also really interesting because I don't think that's something that really necessarily exists in the sixth world um, no. <laughs> or anything like it, but still it felt like right at home and, and that... I like that kind of stuff where like a, you can world build 
on top of stuff that's already existing. Yeah, well, it's it's like a theoretical possibility given the rules in the book. Um, so instead of bogging myself down with figuring out how to turn that theory into reality, I was just kind of did the whole DM wave handium like, and Bryn figured out how to make it actually work. Because, <laughs> you know, you just, if you have enough satellite uplinks connected through a hard line, that you theoretically could hack everything in Seattle. Theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, that's enough pre-game chatter for now. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's move on forward to this... Uh, Whale of an episode, uh, series two, episode 18, on Prise. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big, scary-looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softy. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad. If I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra. And that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have and... I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. And I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules, and apparently that's what makes a good Decker. And I'm a really good Decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. 
My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why Kashmir? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi, chummers. They call me Puma. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend in Fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off my back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we saw our runners, uh, they had finished a harrowing job uh, stealing some awakened paintings from a uh, Astral Preservation Society gala. The gala was attacked near the end of their job by Havoc 66, um, an organization created by a man known as Hellion, or Jason Black, uh, who used to work for uh, the team's now Johnson, Lawrence Whitmore. They escaped the attack, though uh, became known uh, by the public, at least Kashmir and Boomer specifically, uh, were uh, shown on the news uh, labeled as terrorists. And uh, Bumble's vehicle spot um, also uh, got shown on the news as a terrorist vehicle. Um, they uh, made it back to Whitmore's place after plummeting from the sky due to an EMP, rested a bit, mouse uh, plugged into Bryn's hub to... Uh, find out where uh, the Neonet operative Beatrix Riddle was uh, staying while uh, apparently working a job against Agatha Harding, the host of the Astral Preservation Society Gala. With this new information, Whitmore ordered the team to go to the safe house, bypass whatever defenses are there, and uh, find out whatever they can find out, because Hellion apparently attacked the gala in order to steal something from Riddle, 
So uh, everyone's rested up. Kashmir, uh, while resting, uh, <laughs> after having some un- uh, unsettling dreams, uh, was met in a uh, dream by a very powerful spirit who offered him untold power if he were to commune with her instead of his uh, mentor spirit of the Thunderbird. Um, he did, in fact, commune with her and uh, has uh, changed a bit. His uh, magic rating has gone up. He no, no longer gets uh, the benefits of his Thunderbird uh, spirit, and he's unsure what the benefits of this new mentor spirit are uh, as of yet, except for that he did, in fact, go up uh, one magic rating. Um, also, uh, I didn't touch on this last episode, but after that news report, uh, Kashmir, your public awareness goes up to seven. Uh, oh, I just crossed out zero and wrote very. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boomer, your public awareness goes up to five. And Mouse and Bumbles, your public awareness goes up to two. So uh, you still have a little bit of the evening uh, left. The sun hasn't quite gone down yet. It's mid to late afternoon at this point. What are you guys doing? Uh, Have I finished constructing my concealed gun drone? Uh, You don't need much more time. Uh, You can probably have it done by like 5 p.m., which is absurd, but you actually, uh, you've been planning this for a little while. And I'm every, in the zone. Yeah, you're in the zone, and like, you know, usually when you create a schematic, you have to like rework it to make it actually function in the real world, but this one's just working. Yes. <laughs> um, so you're, you're taking apart the AS Technology crawler and breaking it into multiple pieces, right? Yeah. So um, uh, I guess, you know, part of it becomes like a fancy pen that goes in my breast pocket. Uh, another piece is uh, a non-flashy but sort of expensive-looking ring. Uh, and, uh, y- you know, I'm thinking of trying something new, so I make uh, the legs are these new glasses I'm trying out to see how <laughs> it goes. So, yeah, he, uh, he, he basically taking inspiration from the uh, puzzler gun that Beatrix Riddle was using, uh, Bumble's cleverly conceals a uh and i finally have a use for my pistol (laughs) yeah he breaks down his pistol and builds it into this uh drone that he then conceals as multiple different common items that when put together make a rather frankenstein looking but functional uh as technology crawler armed with a pistol uh and as soon as i'm done with that i get to work on spot okay uh roll an automotive mechanic for me uh, Mouse, you spend the better part of the afternoon uh, being treated in the med bay by Whitmore. Um, you actually heal up all of your damage. Uh, it is a very nice facility. And uh, with your assistance uh, and the assistance of the uh, auto dock and all the uh, medical uh, software that Whitmore has, you, uh, you actually heal up all your physical and all your stun damage. Uh, that is five hits on automotive mechanics. Okay. Yeah, you, you patch up Spot. He seems, uh, he seems a little more himself. Hey, boy, you're famous. Arf, arf. Good boy. <laughs> uh, anyone else doing anything? Um, is there a way to sort of examine these special... So I noticed that these aren't usual reagents? Well, you've, you know that they're not your reagents because they're in a bag that you don't own, and they look a little different from yours. Right. These ones are kind of like an opalescent black material. Ooh. 
Um, and uh, there's only 34 of them. You don't know where they came from. They disappeared in front of you after you woke up. Uh, you sense them. Um, you, they are reagents. You don't know much more about that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, anyone else doing anything? Spots all patched up. You guys are. You guys have your uh, proper gear now. Um, are license plates still a thing in Shadowrun, or is it all digital? No, license plates are still a thing. You have a morphing license plate on Spot. Okay, good. So you you swap the license plate numbers every like. Two hours, I assume. <laughs> Pretty often. <laughs> I'm going to take a crack at fixing my deck. Okay. Roll hardware for me. Four. Okay. Hits. It heals up four matrix damage. Anyone else anything? I clean my guns, and then something occurs to me. I uh, go speak with Cash first. Huh. Yep. Oh, um, where did I put that thing? Um, oh, here it is. I have to rummage through my stuff a little bit. I don't even think I took because I, I wasn't able to take it on the job. It's like in just a box of stuff, I guess. Here you go. So Boomer takes it, kind of looks at it, you know, unloads it. As he's unloading it, it's just absolutely filthy. <laughs> or I'm going to take this for a little bit. Do you ever clean this thing? Oh, do you have to clean guns? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, thanks. As Kashmir wonders whether you have to clean a gun or Boomer just, it's just something he does. <laughs> uh, all right, so at this point, sun starts setting. Whitmore is in his study. What's the team doing? I've, rec- I've recovered my katana from my stuff. Yep. Cool. Yeah, you guys effectively have everything at your disposal. Uh, yeah, I mean, as soon as I finish with Spot, then I guess I head towards Whitmore in the study. I, uh, I come back and uh, meet up there in the study when Cash walks in. I uh, put the pistol in his chest, like, like flat, not oh. pointed at him. <clears throat> And I pull him in real close, and I say, Uh, Thanks, Boomer. (laughs) Oh, uh, Kashmir. Um, The weird dude who sold me those ragonauts? Ragu? Rocks? Oh, He said they were special. Oh, you got these? Yeah. Uh, Oh, I didn't... I didn't... You no. seemed like you had a shit day, so I bought you magic rocks. Oh, thank you. That's, uh, yeah, that's how magicians work. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, Bumbles. I really appreciate it. it and you said they were special. Which, which magic shop did you go to? Did you go to Larry's? Did you go to Jen and Jobs? Did you go to... Uh... I went to the one across from Spirits and Spirits. Oh, you know, I haven't been to that one. Actually, you have. You know, I've been to that one. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a nice enough place. I haven't been in quite a while. Yeah, the, uh, is it still the um? What I remember, who would have who uh, the person that was there, or like anything about them? That's a shop owned by um, a man named uh, Frederick. Frederick. Oh, is that still Frederick? The brown hair, slight German accent. No, it was the weird old yellow-eyed elf's shop. 
I think. But then I turned around and he wasn't there, so I thought maybe weird magic fuckery. Yeah, and the uh, the gentleman Cashmere uh, just described is who you saw at the counter when you looked a second time. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I hate teenagers and magic and hackers mostly, so... <laughs> you said old with yellow yellow hat uh yellow eyes and gray hat um that describes exactly it the describes exactly the strange individual who approached you at the gala oh did you catch a name no he knew yours though which was weird because i did not mention it Ooh. again magic fuckery i just sort of paid and left uh yeah, that's also not how magicians were huh, okay um th- thanks bumbles this is a nice gesture but also, in a different way, very troubling. Cool. What's up, Larry? <laughs> uh, are you four getting ready to head out? That's the plan, I think. All right. Um, keep me uh, linked in. Uh, I won't be actively on the call, but I'll be available. Um, I'm currently uh, in comms with Bryn as he investigates DC and uh, also trying to go down different avenues of research to try and predict what Hellion's next move will be. Sure. Um, tell him not to die from me. Yeah? He kind of smiles just a little bit and goes, I'll pass that message along. Cool. I don't want him to die either. I'll let him know that you both have him in your hearts. Not, not literally in your heart, Mouse. Like, it's a turn of phrase. Right. <laughs> I- I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sun setting, you might be able to get there. Uh, so it's the, the safe house is located in Renton, which is uh, you have to pass through a bit of Auburn to get there. Auburn is an industrial area, and then Renton is basically the middle class area. Um, and you guys are driving through Bellevue. Okay. Um, is there anything like quick and last minute I can do to make spot not look like the call in the video uh not really okay do you guys do you, the four of you need help putting together disguises boomer boomer looks over and his like uh his like jaw is not lined up correctly his eyebrows have the same issue <laughs> i uh i'm no makeup artist yes i i think i could do some help as well okay I mean, I put on glasses. Whitmore calls you all over to uh, a room, opens up a drawer, pulls out a disguise kit. And Can he's... I help him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he starts pulling out some uh, uh, quick-shape prosthetics and some uh, resistant, uh, weather-resistant makeup, stuff like that. Two some hits. wigs. And some wigs. <laughs> Two hits. Mustaches. Okay. Cashmere, you get a rating six disguise. Uh, you now don't look like you have Asian heritage. You have blonde hair um, and blue eyes uh, oh. and a mustache. Oh, no, I don't want a blonde mustache. Ew, that looks ugh. ugh. Looks not like you do. That's the important part. But, uh, could I not have gone brown? This makes me look, oh, this doesn't make me look any less like a criminal. This one just makes me look like a sexual one. <laughs> <laughs> Bumbles. You get a rating three disguise. Wait, why are we disguising me? It to cover our bases. We don't know. Fine. 
I did put on glasses. I just want to point it out. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, your disguise is less intricate. It's just like a little bit of prosthetics to make your, sh- your face shaped a little different. Um, and he tries to like tame your hair. And every time he like tries to like comb it a different way, it just goes back to that beautiful quaffed look. And he just like shrugs it off and goes on. <laughs> I think your glasses look very nice. Thank you, Mouse. And I, I run my fingers through my hair to get it to do something else, and it does. Yes. <laughs> it parts. <laughs> He's the Moses of his own hair. Uh, Mouse, you also get a rating three disguise. Um, you do have a different wig, so your hair's not blue. Um, oh. I mean, you still have your blue hair. It's just under a... Uh, but no one can see it now. What uh, color is it? It's a brown wig. Oh. I'll trade you. <laughs> I don't want that haircut. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and then, uh, Boomer, you get a rating six disguise as well. Um, all of your tattoos are covered up. Your face looks entirely different, though still red. Um, your horns are actually different, too. Uh, uh, they, he's made them, like, just, like, slightly longer and a little, like, thicker. Um, and uh, you also have a wig. Uh, you have uh, black hair back in a ponytail. He takes a look. <laughs> uh, and he goes, all right, good luck out there. Good luck in here. And I just want the four of you to know I'm trusting you on this. I appreciate that. Thanks. If, if, uh, if uh, this goes well, if we're able to at least stop Hellion's plan, whatever it is, I think uh, all of us can continue to work together. And he looks at Bumbles and goes, perhaps on salary. Oh, you talked to Bryn, did you? Yes. I, I just... The only thing limiting me in helping you is money. <laughs> right. It's also the only thing limiting you in not helping me. Well, that's fair. I get it. Uh, all right. So the four of you leave? Yeah. We get in the spot. All right. I climb in the Valkyrie unit and buckle up. <laughs> uh, as you guys are leaving, uh, Whitmore is just kind of like... You're getting in the car and you're pulling out and you see Whitmore's wheeled himself out uh, above the stairs... Uh, leading to the main doors, and he's just, like, watching you guys go. He kind of gives you, like, a little wave. I wave back. The rear windshield wiper waves back as well. (laughs) (laughs) Arf, arf! (laughs) Um, All right, so you guys are heading down. Uh, Bumble's roll a driving test for me. Uh, Okay, I was going to hop in the rigger cocoon and rig it into Spot to do this. Sure, yeah. You jump in, you become Spot. That is two hits. Okay, you're trying to take some back roads, you know, navigate your way towards uh, this place without going through any, like, major areas. Um, and as you're leaving uh, Bellevue, uh, you do see a night errant checkpoint that you are pulling up to. We could go above. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. <laughs> I know. I just like flying. <laughs> uh, you park uh, three cars behind. They check some people's... Uh, um. Sins and and uh, wave them through, and then the line moves forward. Um, so, do I see like a pan or something that they're that they're working off of, like a tablet or like the scanner? They're working off a scanner. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're using a scanner to scan people's skin sins. And can I can I get some marks on that? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's six hits for the first mark. Okay, you get it. Okay. Uh, at this point. Car number two goes through. You have one car between you guys and the checkpoint. Hey, Cashmere, how are you at talking to cops? Not bad. Great. And then I'm going for two. Okay. What's the seating arrangement in the car? 
I'm I know Mouse is laying in the back. I'm in the Valkyrie unit. Yeah, I'm, in one also the, in the back. I'm in the middle. How many hits, Mouse? I guess 10. My limit is 9. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Mouse, you get all your marks. Sure. Uh, the final car goes through. I guess it's weird if I know I'm about to be at a checkpoint to remain in the rigor cocoon unconscious, yeah? Probably, yeah. Okay, I come out. So you guys pull up. Uh, you lift up the the rigor cocoon uh, and pop out of. Uh, I, I do that before we get to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you pop out of VR. Let me see your sin. Sure. Um. So it scans, but it doesn't send. But it comes up that it sent. Okay. Yeah. It's you're you're uh, controlling the cop scanner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, control device action. And uh, what what sin are you giving them, Bumbles? I guess just my fake ID. Um, uh, Marlo, is it? Yes. What's the last name? Uh, Marlo Travers. Okay. Four. Um, you uh, successfully control the device so that uh, it comes up saying uh, all is clear. Uh, it doesn't actually even run um, Bumble's sin against any database. Mm. Uh, you just kind of like hold it for a second and send it back saying, you know, thumbs up. Uh and um, and he kind of the cop the cop kind of looks the car over. Uh, how long you have this vehicle, Mister Travers? Um, a year. All right. And uh, the rest of you, where where you where are the five of you heading? Two, three of you. They don't see you in the trunk, mouse. Uh, where are the three of you heading? Uh, we're on our way to Renton. All right. You from around this neighborhood? Uh, no. Where, what neighborhood are we in? Bellevue. Right now, you're leaving Bellevue. Oh, yeah. I'm from around here. I live in Bellevue. All right. And he, like, you know, checks your sin one more time and then uh, says, all right, well, continue on your way then. All right. You have a good day, officer. And he, like, watches you go a little suspiciously, but, like, nothing checks out about the the vehicle except for the fact that it's a black Rover seven, uh, 2072. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so you guys drive through Auburn, no problems. You pass over into Renton, no problems. Uh, I do, I jump back into the spot. Yeah. And, uh, you're approaching the destination. Um, I'm going to scan for, um, matrix perception for, um, stuff in her apartment. Sure. In her townhouse. I'm going to a sense as well as we go by. Sure. Oh, that's two hits. Okay, two hits on Cashmere's Ascensing. Um, four. Okay, uh, Mouse, you scan the Matrix. You don't see anything out of the ordinary in the neighborhood, uh, specifically trying to focus in on the uh, uh, house. Uh, you, you see a normal, standard, like, smart house host. Um, it doesn't seem like there's anything strange attached to it. Uh, yeah, that host seems to, like, to be, like, a rating three, um, you have the idea that it, it might have some stuff, but mostly it's probably just going to have like air conditioning controls and lights and stuff like that. Um, it seems like, uh, nothing fancy is going to be attached to a rating three host. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cashmere for your ascensing test. Um, you got two hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. A couple of the houses in this area have like mana wards. This one does not. Uh, and... It all seems 
normal to you. You don't see any like blips of like an aura peeking out of the window or anything like that. Uh, uh, n- nothing dual natured hiding around. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know if we're gonna park a little bit away or something, but I could do some uh, astral reconnaissance. Um, before you astrally recon, maybe I could send my fly spy, which is very hard to see. And it's my understanding after our um, thing in the basement that you're just sort of like a big old light bulb flying around at anyone taking a look. Fair point. Okay. Um, I will park an inconspicuous number of blocks away. Okay. And release the fly spy? Yeah, I will jump into it. Okay. Uh, You fly on up to the house. Uh, Roll a pilot aircraft test for me. That's four hits. Okay. Uh, You zip on up to the house. Uh, You can slide underneath the um, uh, doorframe. Roll a perception test for me. And anyone watching his feed can roll a perception test at a minus two. So this is just visual perception? Yes. Okay. Uh, That's one hit for Bumbles. Same. Five hits for Boomer. Four. All right. uh, You start going through. um, Mouse, uh, you you don't see much that interests you as you go through. Um, But Boomer, stealth specialist that you are, you know how to spot a... uh, trap if you've seen uh if you see one and uh you see one as he's uh crawling the fly spy under the uh, frame and then it kind of buzzes up uh you notice that there is a pressure panel just on the other side of the door you don't know what it does you don't know what its function is but you've seen stuff like this before sometimes it can trigger alarms sometimes it can trigger security responses you've had to bypass more than a few of these in your time oh you guys see that don't step on it oh Oh, is that a thing? That's a thing, yes. Oh, okay. Like cleaning your guns a thing. Okay, yes, Boomer. We we were over this the whole way here. I get it now. I understand that the action isn't as smooth unless you have a completely clean firearm and that maintenance should be performed once every one to two months based on usage. <laughs> one to two weeks. I'm so sorry. Uh, Days? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you fly the fly spy around. Um, yeah, I'm basically now that Boomer's pointed out traps. I just want to sort of do a quick, basically just map the inside of this house. Sure. Uh, you zoom around. This house is actually completely empty, completely uh, normal looking. Nothing seems out of the ordinary. Everything's it's very tidy. A nice little small. It's a small townhouse, but it's nice. Um, and zooming around, you suddenly realize, at least Mouse does uh, with her four hits, uh, at least Mouse realizes, uh, Mouse and Boomer both realize that th- this doesn't look like a house that's been lived in. Uh, it seems like there's like a, like a thin layer of dust on the bed, stuff like that. Like, it just seems like this house, it almost looks like a display model. And, you know, you kind of peek into some cabinets and stuff and you realize, like, it's not stocked. There's nothing in here. And Mouse, uh, as he passes into, like, a closet right there, like, nearby where coats and stuff would be hung. uh, And there are a couple, like, coats hanging there and, like, an umbrella. um, You spot 
a well-hidden electrical panel. Wait, go back. All right, I fly back where Mouse is directing me. Uh, and you realize that it is a disguised uh, maglock. I, I think that's a, a maglock. Um, well, the fly spy, well, very good for reconnaissance, lacks really the capability to do anything well, else. Well, it's got to attach to a door somewhere. Right, but what I'm saying is um, we're going to have to go in if you want to do anything about that. Oh, you can't just, like, find the door and go under it? I can check. I imagine I'll look. Um, but I would imagine a hidden door in a spy's house is probably quite tight. That makes sense. But I do check. Use a brown for a few more minutes. Same scene as before. Do I, do I find, like, a seam for the door, at least? Nope. All right. Let's go break and enter. Is, is there any sort of alarm system you can detect? I mean, Mouse would have found that on... You do assume that the smart house probably has some rudimentary alarm system that you could right. bypass okay. pretty quickly. Can I do that? Yeah. Do I'm not going to make you roll for it. I can it. buy this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you have a, a I turned it off. <laughs> and then, is there any way this fire spy can just come and unlock the door? No. <laughs> oh, it doesn't as, I, like... as I said, it does one thing, and it does that one thing very well. But other things, it does not do. Sure. I'm pretty sure that's, like, what Boomer is really good at. I was just about to say. Yeah, it just looks, you know, less conspicuous if we come up to a door and just go on through without having to pick it. I think it's going to be pretty conspicuous. Fair enough. Um, is there a back door? Uh, there is. It leads into the kitchen. Okay. I will pull into... Does the back door lead to the alley? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's an alley there lined with trash cans and stuff like that. Um, all right. Are you able to detect any traps around that door? Uh, you guys look at it, you don't, uh, well, there is another pressure pressure panel, uh, by that back door. Boomer points it out. Mm -hmm. Does it look like, do I notice like cameras from the neighbor's houses leading into the alley? You see one house down a little ways that has a camera pointing at the uh, trash. You assume it's some kind of pest related thing. (laughs) Okay, um, then I will move Spot a little bit closer, but not quite there, because he is quite conspicuous when he stays still for long periods of time. Um, and then I'll call the fly spy back and pop out of it, and you guys want to go in? Sure. Let's do it. All right, everyone approaching the house, roll a stealth test for me. It is urban sneaking, Mouse. Oh, man, I'm coming with you guys. <laughs> oh, you mean, so a sneak test? Yes. Four, I'm so sneaky. That's my limit. <laughs> also, I, got, I got one hit. Okay. Me too. Okay. So Mouse and Boomer take the lead sneaking. Bumbles and Cashmere kind of awkwardly sneak behind them trying to uh, match. Um... No, don't step there. Step, oh, step there. Boomer was telling me that this one means go, and this one means stop, and this one means turn around, and this one is just, it's Shh. just a shadow Shh. puppet bird. Shh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I trip. <laughs> um, I have all of those mixed up. <laughs> Even the shadow puppet bird, which you'd think would be pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, you get up to the door. Uh, Boomer, it is locked by a manual lock. 
<sighs> I pick it. <laughs> <laughs> Roll that for me. Six. You pull out your auto picker, just and click it right open like it was nothing. All right. Don't step on this. Do not. Got it. And okay. I do not step on it. You all uh, step over the pressure plate, walk into the house. What are you doing? To the maglock. All right, mouse goes for the uh, closet where the maglock is. I follow and ascends around inside. Okay. Uh, continuing to ascend, you don't see uh, anything popping out. Uh, okay. I didn't get a call from the tailors, did I? They did say it would be done tonight. tonight yeah. But not yet. Not yet. Okay. I keep looking around for more pressure plates. Boomer, go ahead and roll a perception test for me. Yeah, you don't see any other pressure plates or anything, Boomer. Mouse, you get up to the maglock. You pop open the fake facade to reveal it fully. What do you guys do? I, I hack know. it. Make sure there's no outgoing signals when you access it. Well, I gotta access it first. Okay, so you uh, plug your data tap into it? Yeah. Okay. And you realize that this uh, maglock is linked to a different host. Oh, snap. Than the uh, than the smart house, house beneath the house, house beneath the house. <laughs> <laughs> what rating is it? Do I know? Uh, this maglock. Yeah. It's a rating five. Okay. I'm going for two marks. Okay. Okay. Five. <laughs> you get your two marks. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, you're able to recognize that the host that this maglock is linked to is a rating nine host. Oh, that's so high. <laughs> but as you are currently plugged in directly to a device, uh, you only roll against that device. Right. And you now have two marks on the host. I want another one. Go ahead. Okay. Six. You get uh, your third mark. Cool. Are there any security countermeasures? Uh, tapping into the host, you, uh, notice that there are several automated turrets. Ooh. Um, somewhere. <laughs> you don't know where. Yet. Uh, and you see something that is labeled as N3X3. Uh, and you have no idea what that is. But it is some kind of countermeasure. And it says, uh, N3X3 on standby. All right. Sounds like some kind of trap. Maybe some sort of poisonous gas. Mm. Hmm. Um, okay. There's also uh, matrix defenses. Um, sure. There is uh, some ice laying in wait. What color is it? And a chill runs no. down your spine as you detect black ice laying in wait. Though it's not active, so you're not suffering any penalties, but you kind of lose your breath for a second as you're like, <gasps> there's black ice. Okay. Uh, there's black ice. There's a uh, tracer. And a link lock. Okay. I will um, turn all that shit off. I pull the lever. All right. You turn off the turrets. You turn off whatever N3X3 is. Yeah. And you turn off the ice. You unload the ice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roll a uh, command for me. Um, Eight, because that's my limit. Okay. Uh, You send forward the code. And uh, there's a pause, and then pew, 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 pew. All the little icons go to deactivated, 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 deactivated. Okay, I did my job, guys. Have fun. (laughs) No, I won't leave you alone. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. 
You're welcome. Aren't you sort of passed out on the floor here? Starting no. through the DNA. Yeah. No, I know, but like. I wake up now. Okay. Do you know how we get in? Oh, I open the door. Okay, you do that. <laughs> uh, you, you flip open the. You, <laughs> you find the door controls, and you press the button, and uh, there's a chink uh, out in the hallway. I go to the sound. Uh, one of the uh, walls underneath the staircase going up, uh, it is opened up to reveal a second set of staircase, uh, a second staircase uh, going down. House under the house. Um, I look for a pressure plate before heading down the stairs. Uh, you see one. I do not step on it. Cool. It's probably <laughs> deactivated at this point anyway. His mouse has turned off all countermeasures. Nonetheless. <laughs> um, Same. All right, so you guys start heading down. I'm still, I'm going to ascend one more time since we're sort of in the house, beneath okay. the house. Uh, you, you ascend and uh, you realize you can't go down these stairs while ascending because there's a mana barrier. <laughs> okay, I unascend. All right, and you walk through the mana barrier and reascend. Yep. You see a mana barrier above you. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> uh, and uh, looking in the hallway and everything as you guys are walking, uh, you don't see uh, any, uh, any like spirits hanging out or any dual-natured creatures hiding or anything like that. Any magical items? No. Uh, this is actually a uh, pretty... It's a concrete hallway. Um, you guys walk down. Um, the panel shuts behind you, and uh, you immediately get cut off from the wider matrix. Uh, you realize you are inside a Faraday cage. Um, this is the worst... Though you do know that you have an, uh, a line to the outside through the maglock. Um, Is there any way we can detect if someone else comes in the house? Because this sort of seems like the sort of thing... Yeah. Where the fly spy just starts circling the house. Well, with the Faraday cage blocking mm. you, you have no control over the fly spy outside. Can the fly spy just think of it on its own? I mean, it can, but it has no way of contacting <laughs> <laughs> I got my comm link, and I walk to the... I go back out. Okay, so you take a, a meta link yeah. and attach it to the mag lock in the closet? Yeah. Okay. You go back in, the door shuts behind you, and you now have a link to the outside world through the hard line to that mag lock, similar to the trick that you used uh, at Agatha Harding's. That's much better. And now the fly spy just starts circling the house. It does that. <laughs> um... I tell Red Leader he's in charge while I'm away. Of course, Bumbles. You guys start walking down. This is a concrete hallway. As you're walking, Boomer, you kind of point up to the ceiling and you see the uh, little panels that would pop down and have the automated turrets come down and shoot you if, uh, if Mouse hadn't disabled them. These still would have killed us if uh, Mousia didn't deactivate the turrets. Well done, Mouse. Good job, Mouse. Thanks. It wasn't that hard. Uh, so you guys are walking down this hallway. Um, you see uh, one door at the end of it. Uh, it is locked with a bioscanner. Can I work my magic on it? Uh, no, you would be able to bypass mag locks, card scanners, and uh, manual locks. Um, I hack it! Bioscanners are more uh, Mouse's department. Okay. Put your hand on that when I tell you. Uh, all right. So I just add a palm to it. You add Boomer's palm? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. You put my palm on, then they come back and do I'll that. I'll delete it. Oh, okay. Palm. Beep, beep. And the door uh, unlocks and slides open. 
and uh, you find a, uh, a rather neat but cramped living uh, space. Uh, nice bed. Um, uh, there's a terminal and a working desk. Uh, there is a cabinet with medical supplies. Uh, you assume this is where a Beatrix Riddle actually was staying. I'm going to ascend one more time just to, you know, see if I sure. see anything magic. You ascend, uh, you don't see any magic around here. Um, is there a bioscanner to get out as well? Uh, no, no. Okay, then I delete Boomer's thing. Okay. All right, I go over to the terminal and I plug in. Okay. Uh, everyone else roll a perception test for me. <clears throat> I got out three. One. Four hits. Bumbles, you notice um, on the wall opposite the uh, bed, uh, there is a... Uh, Pretty well hidden panel, um, but not perfect. The seam isn't perfectly hidden, uh, and it's a pretty large panel, um, about ten feet tall. Would you say it's safe sized? Larger than safe size. It's ten feet tall, uh, about five feet wide. Okay, I go over to it. Okay, uh, you start inspecting. You see no earthly way to access this panel. Well, let's. You know, not jump to conclusions well, okay. here. You see one <laughs> destructive way to access this panel. <laughs> or many destructive ways to access this panel. Um, um, so I'm getting a little antsy down here. I'm just going to assemble my gun drone. Sure. Uh, he pulls off his uh, glasses. He pulls off, like, a bunch of random stuff off, like, some jewelry he had. And then, like, his tie pin and his cufflinks. And then, like, his, like, he pulls random stuff out of his pockets. And he starts putting it all together. And then uh, after it's all done, it kind of comes to life. And it's this little drone. Oh. I just thought that was part of your disguise. Uh, no. That's so when we can't smuggle drones in, I can still shoot someone to death when they sick a giant snake spirit on me. <laughs> that's very smart. Uh, Mouse, you plugged into the terminal? Yes. Okay. What are you looking for? Oh, um, I also... Hey, Mouse, big panel here. Maybe, like, big panel. Um, I guess I'm going to look for that panel control. All right, roll a matrix search for me. Uh, what else are you looking for? I'm assuming you're just scanning the host for stuff. Or matrix perception. Do a matrix perception for me. Okay. Uh, within the host to see what you can see. <clears throat> um, files, mostly, um, you know... Uh, locations where data may be stored. <clears throat> Six. Okay. Um, you do find uh, control uh, for the panel, mm -hmm. um, as well as the door that you came in through. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's similar to that. Um, is it labeled? It is labeled N3X3. <gasps> and um, it says N3X3 access point. Uh, you find that, and then also you find uh, a hidden cache of files, mm -hmm. um, which uh, seems to be a report half completed. Okay. Uh, but you can't see what it is yet until you access the file. All right. Can I look for data bombs? Uh, yep. Oh, how many hits did you get on your matrix reception? Six. You get you. There's a data bomb. <laughs> While she's doing that, I'm going to go and. Uh, lay down on the bed for a second and then uh, astrally project and look through the panel. Okay. Uh, you actually project through the panel. Um, it's just a lot of tech. You're not sure what's on the other side there. Uh, how big of... Can I see how like big of a room it is? Uh, it is about 10 feet tall and uh, the width and depth are about 5 feet. Okay. 
Um, Seems like a really large closet of some kind. Got it. I'm going to go and just sort of quickly poke my head out the panel upstairs and give a, the quickest of look arounds. Well, you can't get up uh, upstairs because oh, right, the map barrier. Um, that's fine then. I'm going to come back to myself. Cool. And then I'm going to physically just sort of check under the bed because Spire, no, that's where you hide things. Uh, you look under the bed, uh, you see a pen. I take that pen. All right, it's a pen. The <laughs> other pen was part of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what this is a part of? Okay, I'm going to try and disarm the data bomb. Okay, roll for it. So, eight. All right. Uh, you drop into VR, um, you're in the host, uh, as, uh, your little mouse figure, Crethlin, by your side. Uh, the two of you walk up to this, uh, glowing, uh, cube that is the data packet, um, and you quickly identify this, like, shimmering light around it that is, uh, the data bomb, and you just kind of hook it with your sword and go, and, like, pull it off like it's a curtain, (laughs) and it just goes, and, like, flips up in the air and uh, disintegrates, and you can access the file now. Okay, so I'm going to speed read through the file mm-hmm. to see if I can see any um, references to N- N3X3. You don't see any uh, uh, any references to N3X3. Um, this seems like a report that Beatrix Ertle was uh, prepping before she went on her job, and it simply states that she is going to field test. It's like a, a like almost like a journal entry. It's like this date, uh, commencing field test of SK SK three two four. SK three two four. Mm-hmm. And it's the date that's the gala. Yeah. Okay. Guys, SK three two four. Do you think that could mean? Skeleton key? <laughs> it was just a guess. It's probably wrong. Whatever that ring was. Yeah, I don't know. Where's well, that I ring? mean, if she's going to field test the thing, and that's what she did, she was testing the ring, which was probably SK324. SK is skeleton key, and she got into and out of that thing. Well, it's also made of corrupt. Oh. Yeah, that was my first thought. But I, why would she have something specifically for Satercrop when she's a when she's ag, agnostic? She doesn't have any loyalty. She's she, oh, she, no, no, she's a neonet operative. Oh, it's like that thing where you hire someone to try and break into your own security system. Mm. No, but she's neonet. I was just wrong. Um, okay. I don't know. Okay, well, never mind. It's probably not that. Do, um, do you guys want to see what's behind guys, this? Guys, can we please open the panel? I don't really want to. It's a security measure that I disabled. So then it should be fine. But we could take it, and it could be our security measure. Yeah. All right. Um, I have never wanted to know what's behind a panel more. I don't... Mouse, don't take this from us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. And I come out of VR, and I walk into the hallway, (laughs) and then I... Boop, uh, open I, the panel. Okay, I so... <laughs> I mean, I took all the files that mm-hmm. seemed pertinent. You, It's just the one file. Everything okay. else has been either sent yeah. or deleted. Um, okay. I ready myself to cast Lightning Bolt in case something bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Mouse, uh, you go to uh, the panel controls, and it says, in order to access panel, uh, activate N3X3, or place N3X3 on standby. Oh, fuck. Fuck. I just want to know what it is. I... 
Bumbles, can you not just blow this thing up? I mean, I can blow everything up, Kashmir, but... <laughs> well, he... I, wa- I might want it. I know, but you could blow up the doll and we could see what's inside without having um, to activate no. it. Hey, Mouse, can right? you designate us as friendlies? I can try. You look uh, through the host a little bit more, um, and you realize there is an identif- uh, uh like in with the security protocols as far as like turrets and stuff go. Uh, you also realize that there's cameras. Uh, yeah. And like you guys are on the cameras and uh, there's also cameras upstairs that you didn't notice that saw you guys coming in. Yeah. Um, they don't seem to be broadcasting anywhere, but they are recording to a, a yeah, I'm gonna delete to a localized database. Definitely. Um, but uh, it does like paint you guys uh, and it's like unknown entity, unknown entity, unknown entity on all your faces. <laughs> terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three unknown entities and one terrorist. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, it's just as unknown nice. entity on all of your faces okay. and uh, you Wait, you think going you can... back through the recording, can I see what she had? Can I get a better picture of what she was taking? She removed oh. any, she basically Deleted it right before she went. Okay. So I set us as friendlies. Okay. Uh, you uh, quickly just are like, it's like, please identify next to each person's face. And you're like, friendly, 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 friendly. And uh, then we get on the other side of the door. Okay. Oh, wait, but then, uh, wait, no, don't do that because she already took, she already took Boomer's I can just put off. it back in. Okay. I can just open the door. Uh, and uh, you guys all step out in the hallway and close the door. Mm-hmm. And you open the panel. And you're like, yes. Beep. And then uh, it's like, uh, access granted. And the panel goes, and opens up. You see a very large form standing inside this uh, essentially large closet. Um, it's not moving, but as soon as the panel opens up, uh, two eyes go, pink, pink, and uh, they're little white eyes. And stepping out of the shadows of this, uh, of this uh, closet, You see a 10-foot-tall anthropomorphic drone. Uh, Bumbles, uh, (laughs) you can identify this immediately as a neonet juggernaut. Oh, my God. This is... Oh, Am I awake? Uh, its shoulder span is about uh, like four and a half feet wide, um, and it has no neck. Instead, just a dome head uh, that um, can swivel and look 180. Um, he, he, both of its arms, uh, instead of having hands, have been modified to have an Ares Thunderstruck Gauss rifle on either <laughs> arm. <laughs> and uh, it walks in to the room and turns its head... No threats detected. (laughs) (laughs) And it starts walking towards the door to enter the hallway. Uh, As soon as it gets to the door, the door opens up. This thing now stands before you guys in the flesh. It looks at you. Friendlies detected. And it kind of like lowers its, uh, its arms down so the guns aren't pointing at you guys. How may I be of service? Oh, my I go up to this beautiful, beautiful machine and I put my hand on it and I, I'm weeping a little and I just, you're safe now. <laughs> We're taking you out of this place. My primary protocol is to defend the facility. D- don't worry, it's fine. All right. <laughs> I'm going to power it down. <laughs> you power down the drone? Yeah. Okay. It's... it's 
How may I be I'm going to open up the back panel and I'm going to reformat it. So that the... Uh, so that the owner is Bumbles. Uh, you do that. I'm not going to make you roll a test right. It's a pretty easy test to switch ownership over. Uh, oh, I scan it for like bugs or something. Uh, know, like there a is a security beacon? tag on it. Yeah, yeah, like a locator beacon. Take that off. Yep. Yeah, okay. You, uh, you guys, uh, uh, burn that, burn that uh, security tag off. I put it on the bed. <laughs> Bumbles, you now have control of this neo net juggernaut. Uh, it does occur to you. You do remember, like, when the, when Neonet came out with the Juggernaut, it was a it was a bit of a faux pas um, because it did not have good protocols. Um, very few of them are in service. It was supposed to be a military uh, function, but it was it was not good on the field. It was cumbersome, large, expensive to maintain, and uh, there were a few incidents of it like not having the right protocols built into it to identify friendlies and like it would just like murder whoever got in front of it. Right. Um, so you know that this is a delicate machine that uh, could. Uh, could have malfunctions if not perfectly formatted. Okay. Me and Mouse will work on it um, later tonight. <laughs> it's just strapped to the hood of the van. Was, was there anything Does else it... in the closet, by the way? Like, because she's got to have, like, arms around, right? She's a secret agent. Uh, no, you don't see anything. Hmm. It was just a, an empty closet with this, uh, with this extremely excessive countermeasure inside I, it. I do raise that point to Boomer. Just in case he wants to take a quick look. Yeah, let's go look around. Oh, let's. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, you poke around, Boomer. Um, closet doesn't seem to have any hidden panels. Uh, there's there doesn't seem to be anything in here but some uh, some non-perishable food and medical supplies and a bed and a desk to work at. You get the impression uh, that she probably uh, only stays here every once in a while. Uh, it's, it's, it is truly a safe house. It's not like where she operates out of. I'll go grab some medical supplies. Sure. Yeah, there's, there's nothing in here but non-perishable food. And as he walks away, I snag some beef jerky. and. <laughs> um, what kind of propulsion is the juggernaut working with? Does it just walk or is Yeah, there... it's bipedal. Okay. We're going to have to get out of here quickly once this guy leaves the building. <gasps> Wait, how are we going to get it over the pressure plates? As I said, we're going to have to leave quickly once we get this guy out of here. <laughs> uh, so you guys head upstairs? Yeah. You power up uh, the juggernaut? Yeah. Um. Hello, Bumbles. How may I be of service? Oh, my. All right, Rex, come on, let's go. <laughs> my de- designation is N3X3. Oh, did we not change that? Sorry, I didn't know you wanted to change it. That's fine. We'll work on it later. Come on, N3X3. Wait, why are you called N3X3? My protocols do not permit me to know. Well, okay. It is my designation. Yeah, okay. All right, follow me, N3X3. Uh, he cumbersomely uh, walks up the stairs with you guys, uh, cracks the uh, door frame out of the uh, uh, out of the secret panel under the stairs a little bit. Um, it doesn't quite close properly. <laughs> uh, where were you pulling Spot up in the alley? Yeah, Spot comes up in the alley. Will he fit on top of the car? Um, he'll fit inside, surely. No, really? the Valkyrie unit in there. He's ten feet tall. Yeah, oh, I thought we could lay him down. 
You could lay him down on top of the car. <laughs> yeah, that was my thinking. Um, How the fuck else am I supposed to get him anyway? <laughs> <laughs> uh, How much can Spot lift while flying? Not this not drone. Flying. Okay. <laughs> I just I have an advanced. Spot's winch. gonna be like his suspe- Spot's uh, suspensions are gonna be like at full capacity, just carrying the weight of this thing on the ground. Okay. Um. So before I leave, I wipe literally everything off the server. Okay. And then I set a data bomb for the back door pressure plate. Okay. And then I step on the pressure plate. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> <laughs> basically just did the Matrix version of walking away from an explosion without looking at it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so you, uh, you do that, um, and then uh, as you guys are try- like getting the juggernaut up on top of the car... Uh, well, the juggernaut helps. Right, right. But it's like, put my leg where? <laughs> <laughs> Does not compute. Where is my target? <laughs> just just get lie down on top of the car, please. <laughs> you would like me to go prone to commence combat operations from a, a, subtle, a subtler position. Yeah, that's sure. Affirmative. <laughs> and it lays down on top of the car, pointing the guy's <laughs> rifles forward. <laughs> I step back and look at this magnificent creature. That is the combination of Rex and Spot. (laughs) And, like, the suspension of Spot is, like, low. It's, like, really low. Like, you can hear the, like, the the car, like, straining against the weight of this thing. You might have to, like, like, deal with some dents in the hood of Spot. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna have to do a lot of work tonight. But let's get back to our mansion where we live. Bumbles. Bumbles. Boomer. Is there any way you could put, like, a, a platform on the back that I could ride on? I don't see why not. Um, (laughs) Is there like a tarp or something? Does somebody have like a garage full of leaves and? Uh, Yeah, Boomer can break into a garage and like (laughs) get a tarp and potentially cover the giant war machine. Yeah, a tarp and like some bungee cord. Uh, I I break into a house and I come back with a a tarp and some popsicles. (laughs) (laughs) Got you guys a treat. That's lovely, Ooh, thanks. Ooh, I want grape. No. <laughs> oh. Well, then I'm fine with whatever. Good. Because I got grape. <laughs> All right, and then we head back. As you guys are piling into the car, um, uh, a phone call comes in from Bryn. I pick up. Hey, one of these days I'm going to have to call you with not bad news. Um, uh, turn, on, turn on the news. Turn that, turn that shit on right now. Uh, Mouse opens up uh, a feed to uh, Horizon News Network. Uh, and who should be filling up the screen but Hellion himself? Great. Uh, he's just sitting there, and uh, he's, like, got his arms uh, crossed, and, and uh, it seems like a still image, and it says, like, countdown to broadcast, and it's, like, counting down from, like, 30 seconds. And uh, Bryn's like... I don't know if this just happened. Um, he cut into all the major news networks, uh, as, many, uh, uh, as many broadcasts as he possibly could, it seems. Um, I've also lost contact with Whitmore. Uh, the timer goes down. Um, so, like, before that starts, um, Mouse, can you do anything to see if we can get a location on him based on what's in the background? 
You have to like search things, right? Maybe. I mean, I have to see him first. Sure. Yeah. Just you know, be ready. Despite safety concerns, is it possible to drive to the mansion? Presumably, if is that where Bryn is? No, Bryn is in DC. Oh, fuck. but he did say he's lost contact with Whitmore. So oh, we well, then that's not good. See, my thinking was if we can figure out where Hellion is, I have two Gauss rifles strapped to the top of my car, which can <laughs> shoot very far. And if there's a straight line to Hellion, we could just he'd be like, "Hello, I'm Hellion." Oh no, tungsten rods are through my chest, and I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I can drive and watch the news, so I start heading towards the mansion. Okay, uh, the countdown timer hits zero. And uh, it cuts to just Hellion's face. He seems to be in front of a, a gray backdrop of some kind. Uh, and he, like, he's really close to the camera, but then he leans back and he's like sitting in some kind of swivel chair with his arms crossed. Uh, and he goes, This is a broadcast for the ladies and gentlemen of the corporate elite and the sheep who stepped to their tune. You can call me Hellion, and I speak for the unnamed, the non-entities, those that you scrape off the heel of your boot without a second thought. You few who hold all the power and wealth in the world have become complacent in your position, and I'm here to remind you that you are far from untouchable. We outnumber you, we surround you, and we have the means and motivation to get incredibly close to you. And before you make the mistake of thinking these are hollow words, and he snaps his finger, and very, very faintly, you guys hear, Oh, frag. Once this little video is over, those of you watching at home can check with your nearest corporate news outlet and hear about how several AAA facilities just went up in flames. What they might not tell you is that Hugo Padilla of Horizon, Michelle Way of Wenraku, and Barley Tar of Ares, all high-ranking officials in their respective corps, have all been murdered in cold blood by trusted members of their staff. Make no mistake, this is a declaration of war. We are Havoc 66, and we outnumber you, surround you, and we will terrorize you until you lay down your power and let the sinless you ignore create a new world order. This is the beginning of the end for you. Toodles! Click. And uh, he reaches forward, turns off the camera, and it cuts back, and you see, like, like news anchors, like, what do you mean? Oh, we're on? We're on? Uh, this just in, like, you know, and they start talking, and it's just like chaos. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back with more information, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then like, it goes, like, beep, like, you know, broadcast pending. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you guys are heading towards the mansion. Uh-huh. Well, I get my lethal rounds ready. Um, you guys are driving. Uh, Bryn's back on the line with you. He goes, uh, I don't know what exactly is going on. Um, oh, you guys are heading towards the mansion, right? Yeah, we're on our way. Excellent. Um, like, be inconspicuous because they're going to be on the lookout for your vehicle. Um, That's going to be hard, but I think they're going to be more surprised than we are. Uh, I don't have time to figure out what that means. Um I've been looking around D.C. all afternoon. I see no evidence of Havoc 66 doing anything. Uh, I haven't found a single member. I haven't found any uh, rumors or anything. Um, I feel like he's doing something we weren't anticipating. I'm not sure. And then uh, as he's saying this, there's bling, 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 uh, a request to uh, be added to the call. Hey, Unknown number. Trace him if you can, and maybe I can just shoot him to death with the Gauss rifles I own now. <laughs> bring, 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 bring. Request to join call. Unknown number. Should I answer it? I mean, yes, probably. Okay, just uh, be quiet, my 
turn off their DNIs. No, just the visual. Uh, right. Well, this is just for a voice call. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is different from a DNI. Okay. You're not in a DNI with right. with uh, Bryn. You're right. in a. It's like a call. conference call. Okay. Yeah. Um, just be quiet. He doesn't know about you guys. I think. Answer it. Bryn, Bryn, Bryn. You're getting too predictable. You son of a bitch. Your problem, the old man's problem, is that you lack the vision to achieve the results you really want. But don't you worry. I'm here for you. I'll create a world without corruption. By what? Trying to blackmail the corpse? They can't be beaten, Hellion. I give you a week before they stamp out your little insurrection. Underestimating me, as always. Let me show you exactly what I'm capable of. Uh, and then a video feed pops up. And you see him wheeling away uh, his gray backdrop. Uh, and um, you hear Bryn go, and he wheels away the gray backdrop. And uh, you see he was sitting in the swivel chair in front of the hub and tied up to a wheel-clamped wheelchair and rather beaten up is Whitmore. Hellion removes the gag from Whitmore. And uh, he, like, spits on the ground. And he goes, you think this makes you powerful, Jason? You listen to me, you crotchety old bat. You promised me change. You promised me a purpose. Time and time again, you made me risk life and limb to help people who were little more than part of the problem. Someone needs to hit the reset button on this cesspool. And you're the one to do it? Listen to yourself, boy. At this point, Bryn is yelling, but it doesn't seem like his audio is going through mm. anymore. Um, it's like you guys are being made to watch a video. You're no longer in a call with Hellion. You think you should be given the power to decide who in this world lives and dies? No one deserves that power, least of all you. You're no better than the corporations. That's what you don't get, old man. You and Bryn. Everybody dies. Here, let me show you. And uh, he backs up and just punches Whitmore as hard as possible. And you hear a loud snap. And Whitmore's chair tips over and falls to the side, and he lays there lifeless. And he turns back. At this point, Bryn is screaming. Uh, and he turns back, addresses the, the camera directly. Well, show's over, Bryn. I've got places to be, tyranny to end. And he turns off the camera. And Bryn goes silent. Come home. I can't, I can't make it in time. Uh, there's got to be something. <sighs> this is a long shot. You don't have like a self-destruct for the mansion. No. Uh, I actually lost contact with the, the mansion's host. Presumably Hellion is overridden. Um, where, where are you guys exactly? Where are we exactly? Uh, you are still in Renton, closing in on the Auburn border. All right. We're, uh, we're almost to Auburn from Renton. Uh, you send him his, your coordinates, and he goes... Um, I don't, and uh, everyone roll an audio perception test for me. Uh, that's two hits for Mumbles. Also two hits for Boomer. Four. Three. And I can, I can confirm what he said on his uh, broadcast. Uh, several uh, different facilities around the world have uh, had explosive devices detonated in them, um... Uh, at least two of the officials that he said are confirmed dead. Uh, I'm just, there's so much going on, I don't know what to do. Um, and you guys hear a very distant, like... 
And he goes, uh, you guys are almost to, okay, I'm looking at your coordinates. Okay. Uh, we have to get back, uh, into the host. We have to figure out what he did while he was there. Um, if you guys go here and he pings a coordinates, uh, some coordinates nearby you, you can, you can, uh, access one of the extensions of the hub and, uh, use that to, uh, at least to access and, and hopefully we can figure out what he's been up to. If I were to venture a guess, I would say he, or he probably won't still be at the mansion by the time you guys get there. Can he take the hub with him? No. No, that's hardwired, and it's a very large device. Uh, okay. I mean, if I were him, I would make that my stronghold because of the hub. He knows that I can eventually bypass any securities he tries. That, that can't be his endgame. And if he is, then we'll know. When you guys access the hub, he'll be there. And okay. And we can jack out, and we know he's still there. How dark is it? Outside? Mm-hmm. It's dark now. Okay. Sun is set. You can actually see some uh, extra red light pollution coming from downtown Seattle, as well as uh, another district in Renton nearby you. I still think you should come back. I can try. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to go to the airfield and see if I can either steal or charter a plane. What about Whitmore's plane? Isn't that how you got there? Yeah, it's still going to be on lockdown right now. Uh, they're not going to let anyone travel during this. I'll have to f- sneak my way in or something to get access to any kind of plane. All right. Um, I'll start heading towards the coordinates then. Okay. Uh, it doesn't take you long. Um, and it's down in the sewers. Great. <laughs> I can go down by myself. Okay. Mouse climbs down into the sewers. Um, uh, I climb down as well. Okay. With little gunny. <laughs> the gun drone. I will stay and protect your vehicle bubbles. Good job, N3X3. <laughs> uh, so you guys climb into the sewers. Uh, you walk a little bit. Uh, it takes you a couple minutes. Um, and uh, you find where the coordinates are. Um, there is a solid concrete panel above it. And there doesn't seem to be a way to remove it. Uh, but when you tap your foot on it, it does sound rather hollow. I've only got the rating 10 explosive left. <laughs> Can you shoot it? I got a lot of tools on me. Surely something breaks through hollow concrete. Yeah, I mean, you guys can try and bust it open. Don't you have, like... Oh, I could probably punch it. Yeah. You have, like, a cyber arm. (laughs) It's quite strong. (laughs) All right, mouse roll an unarmed uh, combat strike for me. Or, or, also, it's Matrix active, yeah? I need to directly link in, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah, punch through that concrete there, Mouse. I show her proper form to landing. Oh, can you do it? You're st- you're strong. I mean, I've seen trids of ninjas doing stuff like this. Well, that's that's trids. I um, will, yeah, I will say that metal seems better than even augmented bone. Two. You punch it and it cracks, and that's the best you do. You gonna roll again for another attack? Yeah. One. All right, you punch it again, and it crumbles open, mm-hmm. and you see a little sat uplink uh, sitting there. I plug in. Uh, you you plug your data jack into it, um, and you uh, you are confronted with a host, a very high rating host. But you are currently attached to a satellite uplink, so you are rolling against the satellite uplink. <laughs> Do I know what the device is? It's like four. Okay. I want all the marks. 
One, two, three, four, five. You're going for two marks? Yeah. You get them. Uh, you approach, it looks like a big, uh, a big like vault door. Mm-hmm. And you go in and you, uh, with your little mouse arms, you start turning this overly sized uh, combination dial mm-hmm. until you f- hear like a click and you're like, okay. And then you turn and you get another mark. Uh, you can open it, go inside, whatever you want. Okay. Um, I go in. So uh, you open the vault door, you enter the host proper. Um, it doesn't take you even a matrix perception test to realize you are entirely surrounded. <gasps> um, and it is, in fact, black ice. It's black ice galore. Oh it's like an untold number of black ice, and it's all floating around you, just these like grotesque <laughs> smiley faces just floating around inside this host so, so much that you like have trouble even seeing any of the data. Um, roll uh, sleaze and logic for me. Oh, it sees me. How many hits did you get? Three. Just tell us if you want us to yank you out, Mouse. Uh, Mouse, you enter in, you see all these uh, smiley faces floating around you, uh, and you hear Bryn's voice in your ear. You just need to find some data and get out. He wouldn't have had time to encrypt it if he did all this. And he says that, and you're frozen in your tracks in the Matrix as all of the smiley faces just all turn and start converging on you. Uh, um, okay. Um, Find the data, Mouse. You can do it. Data. Data. I look for the data. All right. Roll a matrix perception test. Okay. Seven. Okay. Uh, you find uh, a data cache. You basically find, like, you can see all the data, and you can uh, quickly download it if you want. Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. Uh, you quickly download it. Um, it doesn't take you very long. The transfer of data is pretty fast, and uh, all of these uh, these smiley faces are closing in on you, getting closer and closer. You steer, start to hear like maniacal laughing coming from all of them. Uh, you pull the data, and you have it. Um, um. Jack out, mouse! Ah, I jack out. <laughs> uh, you do. You unplug. And uh, Mouse is covered in a cold sweat as she stumbles back away from the, uh, from the satellite uplink. Um, I don't think he's there. He, he, left, he left a lot of um, ice. He left a lot of ice. Um, he left a lot of ice. How close are we to Whitmore's estate? Uh, assuming you don't run into any trouble along the way. So here's my question. I got a Gauss drone on top of my car. Mm-hmm. Are there any, like... Stolen military helicopters trying to fly away from that direction. Uh, you can do a perception test if you want. <laughs> yeah, I want to see if there's smoke in the direction of the Whitmore Estate. Sure. Roll a visual perception test. One hit. Uh, you don't see any uh, helicopters leaving the estate. Bumbles. Three hits. Three hits for Kashmir. Uh, there, you do see some smoke coming from downtown. You see the smoke coming from uh, another part of Renton. You don't, in the direction of uh, Whitmore's estate, you don't see what seems to be any like chaos or smoke or anything like that. Oh, that's good. At this point, you guys start hearing. Um, and uh, it's coming from both your end and. Uh, Bryn's comms. What is that? Oh, uh, it's 
people entering orbit from the orbital stations above. Uh, the corporate court is evacuating all facilities. It's being really hard to hear. Um, can you send me that data packet? Um, yeah. And I send it. And uh, he starts looking through it. Um, you can look through it, too, if you want. Yeah, I do. All right, roll a uh, uh, matrix search for me. Um, given that the mansion has been attacked and compromised and presumably overrun, I'm going to head for my Redmond safe house. Okay. Uh, so you start pulling out and driving that way? I'd also like to be in a neighborhood where someone will see a juggernaut drone strapped to the top of my car and think, I better just pretend I didn't see that rather than, we should stop him. <laughs> um, five. Bryn seems to be sifting through the data. You're sifting through the data too, uh, Mouse. Um, uh, you're just looking at logs, basically. And uh, there's like a moment. You guys are driving for maybe like a minute or two minutes. Uh, Mouse... In that time, you see uh, a pattern. Um, it's like there seems to be a pattern to all of the different log entries, mm -hmm. uh, as if Bryn and uh, Whitmore have set up like automated like security checks, stuff like that. Um, and recently, very recently, like a minute or two ago, uh, the pattern was broken. Um, and it's like a line of code saying like entered at this. Uh, at this time, and it was it was shortly after you got off the phone with Hellion. Um, th there's a thing. Um, this is different. See, and I sent like the high si highlighted version to Bryn. Okay. It doesn't fit the pattern. I don't. I don't know what it is. Uh, you're, there's a moment of silence. You just hear the uh, uh, the people coming in to orbit. Son of a bitch. We're fragged. I d how... <sighs> Hellion hijacked Whitmore's personal shuttle. That's why he needed to go to the estate. I was wondering why he would need to go to the estate. That seems like too bold a move for him. But it was the only shuttle he knew how to access. How, though? What did you find out at Riddle's place? Uh, she was field testing something uh, called SK324 uh, at the gala. Where does Whitmore's shuttle go? SK324. Uh, where does Whitmore's shuttle go, Bryn? Um, hey, Bumbles, I'm sorry. Uh, where does... Do you, do uh, those that, no, that does, that does ring a bell. Um, like Seda Krupp and or it was, it was Skeleton a, Key? It was a Neonet facility, right? He's going to hack an orbital cannon and kill everyone. What? Uh, hold on, Bumbles. Just give us a second. Uh, excuse us. Um, it's a Neonet facility. It's, yes? It's uh, SK. Uh, there's rumors of them working on a, uh, on a project, of uh, a perfect decoder, uh, a skeleton key, if you would. Wow. Perhaps um, you were right. I told you I was right. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, skeleton key. It was. It was just a rumor. They talked about it a, a, a like a year ago. How they were going to work on this, and uh, most of the corporate court told them that it was infeasible and also illegal. Uh, it was. It was an idea to uh, to basically be able to bypass any encryption, uh, no matter how strong, um, using a basically a, a artificial resonance spike. 
um, resonance being what technomancers are capable of doing. Uh, Neonet uh-huh. thought they might be able to like recreate that, but huh. that's, I mean, that was called SK something. I'm not sure if it was four two whatever, but is that like a version maybe? I'm not sure, but they did. They called it like, you know, project SK. Uh, it got shut down. Wow. Maybe that's the ring. <sighs> Goodness, if, if only we knew where he was taking it. Where the fuck does Whitmore's shuttle go, Bryn? Uh, any, any space station he's authorized to go to. Okay, where's Whitmore authorized to go to? Is it any of the major corporations with defense contracts? No, he's actually not authorized to do anything, but if Hellion has uh, the skeleton key, he should be able to access any terminal anywhere. Right, so he's gonna go to space and hack an orbital cannon and kill everyone. No, those those would still be heavily... They'd be even more heavily defended at this point uh, with the threats against the corporations. Has that seemed to stop him at all ever before? He's strong, but he's not... That'd be suicide to do that. He'd have to hit somewhere that was... weakened. <sighs> Frag me. Z-O, Gemeinschaft Bank. Zurich Orbital... Gemeinschaft Bank. Their primary headquarters are on the Zurich Orbital Station with the corporate court with uh, the Grid Overwatch Division. It's the absolute seat of power for all the corporations. So he's gonna go to space and hack an orbital cannon? Uh, Zurich Orbital doesn't have an orbital cannon, but... It's where where all the money is. It's where all the money and all of the corporations are based. Yeah, uh, they've... They've no doubt so if I go evacuated. The, the There's probably head. a skeleton crew up there right now. So if I go to the head of every corporation and I hack them, I can do anything. Yes. If I were a murderous psychopath going to space, key distinction. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the key distinction being... Murderous that, psychopath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what the frag are we going to do? That's the only shuttle... Go to fucking space and kill him. What? No one here is author is is at all capable of going to space. We have to we have to evacuate uh, Seattle. I don't know. We'll have to wait for him to come down. I guess and figure out where he's going to target. Where would we even find a pilot to take us to space? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like none of you guys really got to know me. (laughs) You know. We spend all this time together, and we, we went to karaoke with Kashmir, and... That was and, so much fun. And Boomer got that? his closure with Mikhail, and I don't oh. know what's up with Mouse's brain damage. Hey. I just wanted to go to space for so long, I can fucking fly a spaceship. Just get me a spaceship. Oh, well, if you only you would have said so. <laughs> um, yeah, it never came up in casual conversation. Not everybody talks about, oh, I can fly He's actually space. said he wanted to go to space a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, everybody wants to go to space. But it's a different thing. Oh, did he? To go I to space and fly. I think this is space. the first I'm hearing I'm about. I'm flying to an airfield where there's a space plane. I have a juggernaut drone strapped to my car. <laughs> Watch them try to stop me. <laughs> I feel like this is a horrible turn of events. Um, wait. We have to make sure there's one there first. Fair. Find me a space plane, Mouse. Oh, oh. oh. Bryn actually lets out, like, a laugh. Half, half hysterical. Just like a... <laughs> oh. Uh, you're not going to be able to get into Federated Boeing. They're not going to even... I mean, it's going to be well defended. Uh, but there is one person who might be able to get as a spaceship. <gasps> Remember your friend Jerry? (laughs) (laughs) 
do I? Hey, whatever happened to Jerry? He's a janitor now. Where is Jerry a janitor now? Not too far from the Mitsuhama spaceport. Oh, Not too far Jerry, at all. I give Jerry a call. Hello. Hey, Jerry. Have you seen the news? Yeah, all hell's breaking loose. Bumbles, I've been I've been waiting to hear back from you. They they took my calm. I lost your number. Uh, did you get? Did you take care of those ghouls? Yeah, don't worry, it's fine. Oh, thank you. We I stopped really... the we stopped the vampire too. So it's there was like... a vampire. Oh man. Yeah, listen, stay on focus, Jerry. <laughs> listen, um, we need to get to space. Oh my God, does this have something to do with the ghouls? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right answer. <laughs> Are they are they the ones is that was that a ghoul on the on the TV this this Hellion figure that was the king of all ghouls Jerry Oh man oh the ghoul king oh no Oh um well uh, I tried to have them help you. They wouldn't listen to me, and then I got in trouble because I was consorting with Shadowrunners. How did you get this number, by the way? I'm very good at what I do, Jerry. Listen, <gasps> we need to get to space, and you're the only one who can help us save the world. <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to be the one who didn't help you save the world. Uh, what can I do? I'm just a janitor. But you're a janitor with a key card. Oh, you want to get into the spaceport of Mitsuhama? That's a good idea. Yes, no it is, Jerry. It's a good thing you thought of it. <laughs> That's right. I thought of it. I'm glad I could be so helpful to you, Bumbles. Uh, yeah, meet me at these coordinates. He sends you some coordinates. Oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you in. All right. Do we'll... you know how to fly a shuttle? Of course I do, Jerry. Of course I do. Oh, man, Bumbles. All right. I'll see you there. I'll see you soon, Jerry. And I'll, I'll hang up. Uh, we, we all heard this whole conversation, right? Wait, Hellion is king of the ghouls? <laughs> no, Mouse. It's one of those times where uh, what we said was not the truth. Jerry is I a thought that was weird. Jerry is a wonderful <laughs> person who will pretty much do whatever I ask. If I tell him something bad is happening. <laughs> his heart's bigger than his brain. Yes. He's a good man. His heart's in the right place. But um, I can't really risk him questioning anything. We should, we should probably, you know, take him out with us sometime to say thanks. Bumbles, can you actually fly a, a shuttle into space? You understand this is... Not the greatest environment. Yeah, of course I can. Does can you all not? What? I'm kidding. Of course he can. <laughs> <laughs> Does the Matrix work in space? Uh, so, Mouse, you know that um, the lag in space is pretty pretty rough. Uh, the noise across empty uh, amounts of space are uh, pretty much the same as a Faraday cage. Um, you do have to be like, it's almost 
pretty much you have to be directly connected to something to mess with it. Uh, for the most part, mm. uh, there are some exceptions. Like you know, if you're like, like right up near on a space station, right, the like, metrics within the space station. Exactly, right. but a space station connecting to another space station has troubles. They can do some radio comms and stuff, but as far as like actual like inter- interaction via the matrix, it's harder. Okay. Um, magic- it's more it's more like pre world almost in that like the data takes time to transfer and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and magic in space. Yes, you've gotten many a lesson on the dangers of magic in space, Kashmir, and you know this is not a good environment for you. Uh, you know that uh, to astrally project in space is suicide. Um, to astrally perceive in space is near suicide. Um, those who astrally project in space, they never wake up. Uh, their their uh, spirits are their their astral bodies are presumably either sucked up into the vacuum of space or or taken somewhere else or just completely ripped apart. Uh, no one knows. They just die instantly when they do it. Um, as far as actually perceiving, the few people who were foolish enough to attempt that, uh, all but like 1% of them ended up brain dead, 100%. Uh, sure. They, they just completely became a, a shell of a human. And why not? Um, as far as uh, actively doing things magically in a space environment, out in the actual vacuum of space, like if you were floating around in a spacesuit trying to cast a spell at somebody else, uh, you would be operating at as high as a minus 16. Uh, but also, that would be super neat, but go on. <laughs> uh, you do know that Zurich Orbital has made steps uh, to try and create a more magic-friendly environment uh, within the space station. Um, it's still very hard to maintain and use magic uh, so you can expect to suffer uh, some heavy penalties when uh, casting spells or doing anything magical. Uh, and you also know, uh, though it pains your heart, you cannot take your spirits. Uh, they are bound to the Gaia sphere, and as soon as you leave the planet, uh, your spirits would uh, die. Well, uh, so we can shoot them down, or um, I... Ooh. I have... One more very important stop to make on the way to the spaceport. Okay. I need to pick up my belt. (laughs) (laughs) Roll a driving test for me. You hear lots of sirens. Six hits. Okay. Uh, You don't only manage to avoid any uh, uh, police officers, you also uh, uh, get there relatively quickly. Uh, driving from basically 180, instead of heading towards Redmond, you now start heading towards Tacoma. You get to Tacoma, you pull up in front of Lockham and Greps, uh, and you go in? Yeah, I go in. Oh, hello, Bumbles. We were about to call you. Uh, is the belt ready? Yes, it is. It looks pretty nice. And they hold up the belt. It looks just like you left it. Except for maybe just a little bit thicker. And they, they were able to build... The mechanism the, the, to detonate it? Or? The belt buckle that is the red and black nuclear symbol. Yes. For the red hot nukes. Yes. Great. <laughs> um, how much is it going to run me? Well, it was really hazardous material. Um, I'd say for risk of life and limb. That's fair. <laughs> About 10k. Uh, one second. Hey, mouse. Yeah? I need 9,000 new yen. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. I give them oh. 9,000 new yen. <laughs> I give them 10,000 new yen. 
All right. Is there anything else we can do for you, Bumbles? We are about to close up. We heard some explosions. Yeah, you might want to go somewhere outside the city if you have home or family there. Uh, we do have a vacation home outside the city in the woods. Yeah, I would go there if I were you for a short while. All right, if you say so. Yeah, there's a crazy man hacking space, so... What? Yeah. How does, how does one hack space? It's not uh, on the Matrix. Listen, I don't understand teenagers' magic or the Matrix, so... <laughs> Just, it would be safer if you were not in the city. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and trust you, Bumbles. Thank you. Thank both of you. You are wonderful people. Uh, and they grab a couple things, and uh, as you're getting in spot and everything, you see them, like, locking up the shop. All right. I'll put on my new belt <laughs> and drive to the spaceport very quickly. Okay. Roll another driving test for me. Um, and as we're driving to the spaceport, can I make a phone call? Sure. That's two hits. Uh, what are you doing, Boomer? As we're driving to the spaceport, getting ready to launch into space on what I assume is a suicide mission, I'm going to call up Yama. Boomer, are you all right? Oh, Yama. <laughs> oh, you won't believe the mess I got into. Uh, I'm assuming you watched the news. Yeah, I didn't do it. Uh, That's a relief. I hadn't thought about it, but good to know nonetheless. Well... We're on our way to stop it, and... Uh, you were involved in these attacks. Stop the people involved, yes. Uh, and I just, uh, getting ready to launch into space. Don't, don't worry about the details. But, uh, just in case something happens, <sighs> I just wanted to thank you for being such a good friend all these years. Uh, one of the few I've ever really had. If I don't make it back, just wanted you to know that. If I do, awesome, let's go get a drink. Boomer, we've spent some time getting to know each other. But I can say with absolute certainty, given everything you've gone through, you're a survivor. You're coming back from space. 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 <laughs> I can't wait to hear the story of how you went to space and murdered some psychopathic monster who is somehow holding the corporations the corporations hostage right now i can't wait to tell it all right first rounds on me when you get back yeah works for me all right i'll see you and uh hangs up well that's the only phone call i need to make i feel <laughs> like i give a shit about well right here so i feel like maybe Everyone else is calling to say goodbye, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna call Doc. <laughs> Tell him it's not my fault. <laughs> Mouse, are you okay? Yeah. Where, where are you? You're coming back home, right? No. You have that tone of voice. What tone? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Boomer's fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. Oh, what the frag did Boomer get you into now? <laughs> It's not, Nothing. It's, it's not. Okay, so listen. Um, so there's like this really bad guy named Hellion. You yeah, might I saw have the news. Heard of him? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so he's <clears throat> he's going to space. What? 
Yeah, he stole Lawrence Whitmore's shuttle and is going to space to, I don't know, bankrupt society so that we all have to start over again. Um, and we're going to go to space, too, to, to stop him. What? Wait. So um, I just sent you um, 65,000 new yen. Um, it'd be good if you went and got Sierra and maybe went somewhere outside of the city for maybe a little while. Bring some medical supplies. That's probably a really good idea. Uh, Mouse, you have to come with. You can't go on some suicide mission. If this, if this crazy fragger's going to do this, he's going to do this. And who says it's your job to take him down? He, he killed him, Doc. He was my friend, and he killed him. Who did he kill? Lawrence, Not Boomer? Lawrence Whitmore. Lawrence Whitmore's dead? Yeah, he killed him. And he was a friend of yours? Yeah. And, and Bumble says he knows how to fly a spacecraft, so it'll be fine. He says so. He said not to panic. Somehow I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you just get your revenge after he comes back from space? Oh, I don't want revenge. I want to stop him from making anybody else feel so bad. I, I just... I'm not going to be okay with this. But I don't know where you are. And I know you well enough to know you're going to do this anyways. Is, is your auto-injector well-stocked? Yeah, I'm wearing both of them. Do you, and your med kit is fully supplied? Um, mostly. Well... Remember what I've taught you. Check your sticks. Always look in the corners. Uh, don't let them talk. That's always a ploy. Don't, when, you, when you sneak, you always drop your left heel a little too heavy, so don't do that anymore. Um, stay behind Boomer. He can take a few bullets. Uh, <laughs> don't let Kashmir actually perceive in space. He'll die. <laughs> oh, I'll tell him. Okay. Uh, and make sure you have an exit strategy. Come up with one before it becomes relevant. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll let you know where Sierra and I end up. And okay. you can come find us. Okay. I will. All right. I love you, Mouse. I love you too, Doc. And uh, he hangs up. Um, Kashmir, don't astrally project in space. You'll die. Oh, yeah, I didn't really pay attention to that in school because I didn't think it would ever become ac applicable. But now that you say that, I'm sort of remembering, re and, remembering and that. And what's no, that yeah, it's all, it's all real bad up there. Yeah. Thanks. Um, if you, excuse me, I've got to make a quick call before we do this. Okay. Um, and so I adjust my DNI so that this call isn't uh, shared. Sure. You're still sitting in the car. We can still, like, hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I sort of, I, I go, I go, like, yeah, I, like, okay. do some privacy. Um, and I call Bumbles, who's in the cocoon, right? Yep. Hello? Hey, Bumbles. Hi, Cashmere. <laughs> Everyone was making a lot of really personal calls back here, and I felt left out. That's okay. I, I sort of picked up you don't really get on with your dad. No, uh, no, I don't. That's fine, I get it. Yeah. Why not here? Um, just, you know, act like I've said something very comforting and uh, you feel better now. Thanks, that, that really means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Good, okay. 
Now listen in, because I have a couple calls to make. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Okay, hold on. I call my dad over in England. <laughs> oh, man. What? <laughs> it rings. It rings. It goes to voicemail. You've reached the voicemail message of Reg- Reginald. Leave a message whenever. Beep. Oi, asshole. Remember how you said I'd never amount to nothing? I'm about to go to space and save the world, so fuck you. <laughs> also, mom is not dead because of me. Mom is dead because you were poor and took her to a bad hospital. All right? I'm glad your factory's dust. And I hang up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was amazing. Uh, should, should I do it too? Think about what you're going to say. I have one more phone call I do need to make. Okay, go, go for it. <laughs> I call Magnitude. Hey, Bumbles. Uh, quick question. Um, you didn't have anything to do with the... No, okay. no, no. I didn't... A couple of the guys brought it up and it kind of... The idea stuck, so I had to check. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I do appreciate the consideration. <laughs> um, I just wanted to let you know, because I thought you'd think this is as cool as I do, and nobody else seems to, I'm going to space. Baldrick. Hell yeah, I'm going to space. Holy frag! What? Where, how are you getting to space? We're breaking into the Mitsuhama spaceport, and I'm flying a spaceship to a space bank. Baldrick! <laughs> yes, we are. Hey! Hey, Tommen! Do you still have that, like, scope thingy? My telescope? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Well, get up on the roof and point it at Mitsuhama! <laughs> <laughs> what? That's an order! Oh, all right, sure. <laughs> Yeah, watch me go to space. It's going to be fucking rad. If you're fragging lying to me, I'm going to make you pay for it. Uh, I'll do, and I, I'll make sure no one else on the, uh, in the car hears this. I'll do a barrel roll so you know it's me. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right. Also, if I die, you can have the Redmond safe house. Well, I guess we could probably scrap it for parts. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You got um, a lot of explosives in those rat traps. Yeah, you can salvage them. It'll be great. All right. Well, uh, kick ass, man. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'll hang up. <laughs> Are we still on the other call? Am I on the other line? <laughs> uh, so, like, it would have cut out for a bit where I told him I was going to do a barrel roll. But, right. yeah, you hear the end. Okay. Oh, that was it. Oh, boy. I, uh, I guess I got some things. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. All right. I... I call my dad. Okay. Who's this? Oh, hi, Dad. Sora. Yeah, except I don't really go by that anymore. I go by something else. And I don't care what you've heard. I'm not a terrorist. And Mom is not dead because of me. In fact, she's probably not dead at all. She just divorced you because you were horrible. And, and life was horrible. And now, and, and the Mitsuhama sucks. And guess what? I'm still going to save your stupid little corporation. Because guess what? I can do that in space. And you can't. So, ha! Huh? And... I'm glad your factory is ash. <laughs> Good one, mate. Uh, mouse roll matrix perception test for me. Seven. Mouse, you're you know trying to do your job as the hacker and keep an eye on everyone's comms and everything, and you realize as Kashmir hangs up that his phone call was just traced. <laughs> hey, Kashmir, can I see your pan really quick? 
Um, yeah, sure. Don't look at my recent calls. No, that's fine. Can I see it? Yeah, here you go. Okay. He hands you his comlink. I throw it out the window. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um... Probably for the best. Yeah. I, I don't know why she did that. I mean, <laughs> I guess I didn't have any more calls to make, but still. Whoever you were talking to traced your call. Oh, that's classic him. That's classic him! <laughs> uh, you guys pull up to the uh, uh, Mitsuhama territory, uh, and uh, you get out of the car. Uh, there, Jerry's standing there. Okay. He's standing there by, like, a, a fence. Just like... Out in the open. <laughs> Classic Jerry. Uh, this, this man, Jerry, he's, uh, he's got a face so... He is the most average man in the world. <laughs> yes. Uh, you like look at him and you look away and you're like, wait, what did he look like? I already forgot. And you look back. <laughs> the only thing distinguishing about him is that he has a gray mustache. That's the only thing you can remember. <laughs> Not a bad mustache, Jerry. I remember him exactly. <laughs> True. But even then, it's just like, if you were to try and describe him to somebody, you'd be like, I don't know, he looks like a guy. <laughs> See, look, guys, gray mustache, just friendly older man. Blonde mustache? Oh, my God, I'm not allowed 200 yards in a preschool. <laughs> uh, Bumbles? You look different. Yeah, hold on, and I pull off my prosthetics. I leave the glasses on, though. Of course. Oh, and you brought friends. I brought the team that's going to save the world, Jerry. Oh, man. Well, uh, I, uh, I, I gave some of the guys, uh, they basically owe me a lot of money in poker, so uh, they gave me the go-ahead to bring some people in. Um, so let's go ahead and do it. Okay. I walk up to Jerry and I put my hand on his shoulder. You're a real hero. I think your nose is falling off. <laughs> I pull it off and... Oh, it's a disguise. That's I was really worried about that for a second. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's hurry up before the higher-ups uh, figure out what we're doing. Okay, hop in the car, Jerry. I get to go in the car. Yeah. All right. And uh, he unlocks the gate, slides it open, and hops in the car with you. All right, we, uh, we go. He, I go where he directs us. Uh, he directs you uh, down uh, uh, an open concrete field where there is a shuttle waiting. And, uh... On a launch pad? On a launch pad. Because <laughs> the, the shuttles in, uh, in Shadowrun aren't so much, like, the same... They're probably, as, like, space planes at this point. They're closer they? to space planes at this oh. point. It looks like a plane, but it's pointing upwards. Okay. It looks like a small personal jet. Is there a... Oh, small... Well, not, like, small, small. Sorry. Okay. A medium-sized personal jet. It looks, like, uh, smaller than Air Force One, but bigger than a three-seater. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna need a way to get the cargo hold open, Jerry. Uh... All right, well, uh, here. And he, like, presses a couple buttons in his AR display, and uh, the, uh, the bottom of it opens up. Okay. Can I fit Spot with the Gauss drone on top of it in? You cannot fit Spot. Can I fit the Gauss drone in all of my other drones? You can, you can fit all of your other drones. Okay. Um, it's very heavy. We have to take off physics. Listen, <laughs> I know quite a bit. About launch physics. Do I think I can take off with the drone inside? Uh, you think it might pose a problem? You're not 100% sure. Well, I mean, typically they put enough fuel to get there and back. If we just use everything we need to get there, 
and worry about getting it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, can you run me back by that? Nope. Um, oh, I have uh, all the drones go course. into the shuttle. Just don't want to this is not a defensible quiet. position. Are you sure? I'm sorry, Calstrone. I'm still a little hazy. I am N3X3. Um, I'm <laughs> so sorry, N3X3. You are forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, he kind of has to like hunker down and like like walk on his like butt basically to get inside and like nudge, nudge himself into the cargo. Uh, the other drones follow suit. All right. Um, listen, Jerry. It's pretty important that you get somewhere safe, and the safe places are probably not in the cities or particularly on corporate territory. Oh. I don't want to become an expat. I mean, I know they kind of, like, screwed me over and made me a janitor and all, but... I'm not saying permanently, Jerry. I'm saying take a vacation. Uh, I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um, Jerry? Yes? Hi, I'm Mouse. Hi, Mouse. Um, can I borrow your comm link? Sure. Your hair's falling off to the side. Yeah, it's not my real hair. Oh. Do you you want it? Well, oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just take the hair, Jerry. Take the hair. <laughs> he takes the hair tentatively and trades you the comlink for it. How much is a comlink worth? His comlink is like two thousand. All right, I, I give him twenty five hundred, which is all of my money. What? Okay. And I say thanks, Jerry. Uh, what? Oh. Buy yourself a new comlink because we're taking this one to space. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, he needs one. (laughs) Oh, yep. Yes, I do. And I start taking it apart and making it cashmere. Making it cashmere's phone. All right. Took out the SIM card. (laughs) Um, I send Spot to the Red Hot Nukes headquarters for safekeeping. Good boy, Spot. I will hopefully see you again. Arf. Good boy. And he goes, vroom. stay on the roads. Arf, arf. <laughs> uh, he goes driving off. Uh, Red leader goes, there's an addition to the swarm bumbles. Yeah, this is N3X3. He will take some getting used to. Yeah. Um, he's the tip of the spear for the swarm. <laughs> <laughs> I will see what I can do, bumbles, says Red leader. Thank you, Red leader. And uh, cargo hold closes up with all your drones in there. Uh, Red Leader beginning to train uh, N3X3. Uh, and you guys climb up to where the cockpit is. There's one last thing I've always wanted to do. Do you have spacesuits for us, Jerry? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some inside the, uh, inside the shuttle. Oh. Can you go in and grab them and bring them out? <laughs> well, I'll just go get them. That's fine. It's, uh, we should go. I mean, go yes, go. but listen... There's only so many times I'm going to get to do this. Um, all right. So I go and I get them. While, while she's doing that, I'm going to summon my spirits very quickly. Okay. I'm going to say, hey, guys, I'm going to space. And you guys can't be in space. I can barely be in space. Um, hopefully I make it back. I'm, I mean, maybe, probably. Oh, I don't know. You know what? Suffice it to say, I'm going to miss you guys while I'm there regardless of how long that is. And uh, Iraga brushes his head up against your cheek, and uh, Hiraga kind of gives you, like, a leafy hug 
around like half your body, and uh, they and Araga sheds one glowing electric tear. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I I'll see you. I'll see you again. And uh, Jerry gets back with Mouse and the spacesuits. Here they are. I think you want them on if you're gonna go. Oh yeah, we do. I'll put on my spacesuit. Everyone else, put on your spacesuit. Helmet under the arm, everybody. Uh, like, right. like this. And now we walk in slow motion towards the ship. The yes. fly spy films it. <laughs> this, this, this is time sensitive. You don't understand, Boomer. Boomer you're too fast. Boomer, we're all together. We'll get it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just walk at normal speed and then edit the Sure, else? whatever. Just stay in a line and we do that. So you take some time putting on spacesuits. A little, it's a little weird. They don't necessarily fit all of you perfectly. And it's like, you know... You've never put on a spacesuit before. Uh, Jerry's trying to show you how it's done. Uh, you're like dropping the helmets. It's all awkward and everything. And then like you kind of get up in the tableau and you start like walking. And about like three steps into it, you hear, "Hey, you there!" All right, Ron, get in the ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hey guys! And it's a security force walking up, and Jerry's like hands are up in the air. And they're like, hey, stop. And you guys all start climbing in the ship. He's like, oh, it's fine. They're uh, going on a special mission to save the world. <laughs> You're a hero, Jerry. You're a hero. <laughs> Chink, I close the hatch. <laughs> Get on the ground. We will fire. Tell those people to stop. Uh, you start flipping the, uh, you strap in. You start flipping the uh, the controls and everything to like get the engines rearing up. Dear God, hear, he does know how to do this. Uh, you do hear... And uh, bullets actually start whizzing over the bow of the. Uh, Do the you motherfucker! I kick on the, the 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 PA if there is one outside. If you blow it up, you'll die, you stupid shitheads! And I keep going. Here, cease fire! Cease fire! <laughs> <laughs> the psychopath is right. <laughs> hey, I take offense to that. <laughs> Uh, there, you look out and you uh, you look at uh, like one of the like external sensors and you see them like cuffing uh, uh, cuffing Jerry and then like more security coming up uh, uh, and um, one person is uh, carrying a rather large or dragging a rather large crate behind him. I uh, I kick over the PA as the uh, the launch sequence is, is finishing up. You might want to clear the launch pad. Just a heads up. They're they're setting up far enough away that you think that uh, you won't like. You know, incinerate them. Um, okay. Can I go into the matrix and see what's in the crate? Uh, you can matrix perceive if you want. Yeah. Um, the uh, the engines are primed and ready. Uh, you have complete control. Uh, there is a rigger interface on this uh, <gasps> on this spaceship. I rigger into the spaceship. <laughs> uh, you drop your consciousness. You are suddenly a uh, corporate class. Uh, luxury space shuttle. Uh, you feel the uh, engines underneath you pressing up against. Uh, you're ready to release the uh, the anchors and oh, take off. Quickly, do I see the, the group of people outside? Not physically. You can only see them through sensors. Oh, I can't see like, no, through a window? Only, there's only there's like no a, windows? There's not really windows on many parts of the spaceship. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you're, you're looking through sensors completely for the most part. Mm. Um, so that's five oh. matrix perception. Okay. I'm sorry, Jerry. I had a thing, but... Uh, you get several weapons. Uh, sure. 
and one in particular catches your eye. It's what's the only weapon that could possibly be in that uh, uh, in that crate? It is a laser guided missile system. Uh, um, yeah. I'm gonna okay. hack that. But, do I have time to open the hatch or, or get a You're view? For the love of God, do not open the hatch, Cashmere. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to help one more time while I was still able to do that sort of. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're going for one mark? Two. Two marks, you get them? Okay. Uh, Bumbles, you're ready to take off whenever. All right. Usually you do a countdown, but seeing as we need to go, is everyone buckled in? Yep. Uh, Mouse is buckled in. Boomer? Oh, wait. Mouse is now buckled in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get ready for the ride of your life. One, two. Uh, as, it, as the countdown's initiating, I it, the countdown is just one. <laughs> <laughs> I take, uh, I reach over and take Mouse's hand, or other side, take Kashmir's hand. Let's friggin' do this. Oh, God! You guys start taking off. Uh, Mouse, what are you doing with your two marks? Um, has, have they launched it yet? I mean, they're getting ready to. Okay. You can tell it's armed and it's a target locking. I data spike it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to explode it. No, I'm going to explode it in the middle of people. I don't want to do that. What do you do? I'm going to wait till they launch it and then explode it when it's far away from us and them. Okay. Uh, that would be a spoof command to uh, yeah. command the warhead to detonate prematurely. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to do evasive maneuvers. <laughs> Seven. Okay, uh, you guys are lifting off. Uh, you hear just barely over the din, thanks to the sensors of the uh, of the shuttle being able to like kind of cut out some of the noise from the uh, engines. You hear fire, and uh, on the sensors you see whoosh, uh, the uh, tripod mounted uh, uh, laser guided missile system whoosh, starts firing a. a uh, a missile at you. You're gaining altitude quickly. It's catching up, and uh, once it is uh, about halfway between you and the people on the ground, it blows up. At the minimum safe altitude, I roll the ship. <laughs> uh, shortly after the explosion, you uh, you roll the ship over, twisting it around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> And you guys gain altitude, uh, and you're approaching the um, uh, the atmosphere. It's starting to burn hot. Uh, the uh, turbulence gets absurdly strong. You guys are bouncing all around. Um, <laughs> and uh, everyone really quickly roll uh, body. Everyone but Bumbles really quickly roll uh, body and willpower for me. Uh, that's three hits. Five. Three hits for Cashmere, five hits for Boomer. Mouse? One. <laughs> so, yeah, Mouse, you've successfully uh, spoofed the command. You uh, you drop out of the Matrix and scrub your, uh, scrub your marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you are hit by this turbulence, and you weren't ready for it because you didn't get the buildup. You're just in it. And sure enough... And you just throw up inside your oh. inside your oh. <laughs> suit. Oh, with like all the G's, just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the rest of you, you feel queasy, but you are okay. Bumbles, you feel elated and uh, <laughs> like you're alive for the first time. In this your is life. the best day of my life. <laughs> uh, the turbulence lasts for a few more seconds and then goes dead quiet. And you guys all of a sudden feel yourselves pull up against the straps on the chair as you are now weightless. Uh, when can I take the helmet off? When can I take the helmet off? When can I take the helmet off? And with that, we will end today's <laughs> session. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so good. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.